some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way, not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast, chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. There we go. We're live. We're live. We get, we get a countdown timer to, to count down for this podcast, and it starts at six. Weird that. Just a very random number. Six. It's though. so random. Six for those out there. Um, there's nobody out there, but six is my lucky number. Genuine. Well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, Mike is back in the UK, everyone. How's the UK, mate? Is it cold? Uh, it is cold, but it's very nice to be cold. Like, it sounds bizarre, oh, but right. it's nice. It's, it's nice. It's really nice to feel weather. Like, I quite like having to wear a coat. It's, it's, it's nice. Like, it's elements of Britain that you miss, like the seasons. Because I love autumn. Like, it's probably my favourite season. Like, I wasn't that much of a fan of summer. Like, anyway, so like, I really like autumn. I like a chill in the air. Like, I like to get, you know, wrapped up and things like that. So I, I like it. I like driving on the British roads. Like, I like the countryside. I like the greenery. Seen a lot of people, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's good. Really, really good. So what you're saying is the second I move out to Dubai, you're moving back. Is that? Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. Mm. Um, no, it's, uh, you know, the, Dubai, we were, we were saying this, right? And it's like, this will be, this is good when you've got stuff to do, like when you've got people to see. But then when day-to-day -day life starts again and people are at work and I'm back at work and then you're back in the routine of just living in England, Mm. The av the average day, in my opinion, would be better out there. Um, just the average day. This is obviously a nice little break and whatnot. And if if COVID wouldn't have happened, we would have been back three, four times easily this this past year. So you know, it would feel um, it would I guess feel less novelty than it does now. This this kind of feels like a novelty, so it's nice. But yeah, it's it's obviously the first time in over a year that we've been back, and it's nice to see people, and it's not nostalgic as well. Like we, you know, this is home, and you're brought up with uh, with everything around here, and it's something. It's a bit of an eye opener. The ca the caliber of people walking around Leeds, you're like, wow, this is what you know real life looks like in Britain. And, and there's just a certain type of person that you potentially don't see in Dubai. Um, and, and yeah, 10 minutes in, collared by a guy who was unfortunately homeless. Of course, of course I was, yeah. He saw yeah. me coming a mile off. Um, that's me 20 quid down. Um, and then I got collared again that same day by another, gave them 20 quid, 40 quid I gave in one day to two homeless people. That should be a couple of visits, that, if you come by a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But he was giving me he was giving me the life story. I, I said it on my Instagram, and it, it was is a weird thing because I got I got collared, and he was like, you know, have you got any money for a hot drink and some food? And I thought, do you know what, mate? I have, yeah. Um, and I was feeling, feeling nice, so I said, look, in return, take me to Costa. He's like, okay, yeah, cool, I'll take you to Costa, because that's what I was out for anyway. I was look, looking at getting a, a Costa and taking it back, like a peasant. In Dubai, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have that. It'd be delivered to the door. But So I'm walking about with uh, with a guy who's homeless, and he looked homeless. So, <laughs> you know, just as politely as I could put it, he looked homeless. He'd got, you know, three teeth. 
Um, and, you know, but we're walking around and he doesn't take me to Costa first. Obviously, he takes me to the cash point first. Like, that's the Smart. logical... He's, he's, he's not as daft as he looks then, is he? No, he, no. He know, he's seen you and he's gone, I've done this, this has happened to me before. Exactly. Cash machine first. But, you know, it's a pretty sad story because he was telling me about, you know, what's happened and whatnot. And unfortunately, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a somber start to the, the, the podcast, but at age yeah. eight, he saw his mum got, got, she was shot in the face um, by some, some armed robbers that broke into their house. Um, so that's not a great yeah. start to life, and yeah, you know, and and you and you feel bad, obviously you feel bad. And I got him, I got him the money out, and I said, "Can you take me to Costa?" You know, and he took me to Starbucks. So I, I started to feel a little bit less bad about his situation, to be honest, because I'd asked for I'd asked for Costa, and it's, you know, it's not the start, same, is it? He should know. Come on, mate. Like, so so anyway, same. you're in this weird situation where he's now going, "Oh, I'm really sorry. This is a Starbucks." And I've passed it off like it's fine. And inside, I'm fuming. Oh, I'm yeah. boiling, and I'm I'm ready to take the twenty quid back off him. Yeah, but, um, quite, quite rightly as well, because he hasn't he hasn't said, done what he said he would. So. No, where's the exchange there? For, you know, I've said specifically, yes, I'll yeah. pay for this if you take me to Costa. So he's breached he's breached the rules of the uh, of the contract basically. But anyway, so I've passed it off and I've been blasé about it, and I've gone, yeah, no worries, mate. You know, we'll do with a Starbucks. So he walks off, 20 quid in pocket, pretty happy with himself. And I'm just thinking, but we don't want a Starbucks. So I then have to walk and try to look for a Costa. And to be fair, Costa's very, very hard to find. I end up in a Cafe Nero. And as I'm walking back, I remember I've got to walk back past this homeless guy now. You're in that awkward situation where you've you've built up not a uh. friendship, but there's a there's a relationship there. Well, he, sure. thinks, he, thinks, he thinks it's a friendship, mate. A friendship, I think, yeah. I think there, yeah. And and now what I'm thinking is, is I've left this guy and he thinks he's done his job, he's taken me to Starbucks and he's probably expecting me to walk past with a couple of Starbucks in my hand and I'm not. He's Cafe Nero. So I'm I'm going to look like a liar. I've gone to him, oh, don't worry. And now I'm feeling embarrassed, a guy, you know, to a guy who's on the streets. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm in this awkward situation where I hope he doesn't notice these coffees. But, you know, after speaking to him for 10 minutes, I did think, He's not going to notice anything like that. Honestly, he won't know. He won't notice. He won't notice. You know, it could be anything. I could. I could walk. I could walk past him with a marrow, with with two marrows in my hand, two melons, and he wouldn't <laughs> fucking notice. He wouldn't recognise. So I thought, you know, he'd be right. Yeah. It is. It'd be. It was all right. You always end. get coloured by that, don't you? You whenever whenever out and about with you, you always you always the village idiot always comes your way and starts talking to you. Yeah, you must be such but, an approachable guy. Well, that's it. Well, Must I like be. to think so. I'm, I'm warm. I'm caring. At the same night, another one. Uh, a, a young lady. Well, um, you know, well. it was. Well, I thought. I thought she said, "My name's Dean," which is typically a guy's name. But hmm. I th but Amna said, I, "I think she said D." But you, you know, I was questioning, and uh, but she worked for her money. She said, um, "Look, I'm not here to beg." Hmm. Um, but I'll do you a little rap for for it. So never have I felt more like Henry VIII than this this moment in time, where I've now we've now got some some woman performing for us for money. And look, come on, it was all right, but you could tell it was written. It, she she made out she was freestyling. No, it was written. She was just doing the same thing. So come on, a little bit. Of, 
just a little little bit of individuality, you know, bring us into it, comment on some stuff. And she was just, uh, it was all written, but I gave her the 20 quid and she was on her way. So no, 40, 40 quid down before we even start in Leeds. Brilliant. There we go. Pay less than that for a haircut, probably. So you know. I did. I actually, I actually did have my haircut out in Leeds. Well, it wasn't that good, to be honest, but, you know. No. Oh, well, never mind, eh? Um, anyway, so today today we're going to touch on um, uh, something that I actually said to one of my clients on a check-in last week. Um, and I thought it would be very, very good for people to hear. And I think you get it a lot. Uh, we get it a lot in fitness as fitness professionals, I think, as PTs, as online coaches, whatever it, whatever it is. I think... You sometimes get the hole from oh Mike's got a monster look oh he's he's back he's he's back in the land of the actual like good energy drinks now we he's can't get these monster. we can't, can't I, do you know what I prefer the C fours though I do maybe oh, it's because your taste changes and you yeah. Beca- yeah but I mean this is very good I've been drinking the uh, the turquoise one which is a rare find like because it only just come out I think as we moved so I think yeah. I've maybe only ever had one one in my life maybe. The tropical mate is, is very yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. But yeah, I've gone good. for Apple and they are good. You know, they are good. They are nice, aren't they? Um, yeah, and, it, and it's something that we get sometimes where they're like, oh, yeah, but it's so easy for you. You can eat what you want. You know, you could you can have a burger, you can have a pizza. It doesn't really affect your progress, all this sort of stuff. And um, you, you get it, you, you do get it a fair bit. And, and obviously, clients and stuff obviously enjoy the flexible side of dieting a little bit more, um, you know, depending on, on what stage of journey they're at. And I think basically, I said to my client, I said to him in his check-in, I said, look, you need to look at this as the last time you're ever going to diet. So to get where you want to get, you know, I think he's like, he's 105 kilos. I was like, to get where you want to get, if you want to drop 20 kilos and get into the 80s, whatever it is, right? You need to look at this as if it's the last diet you're ever going to be on. Just give up six to 12 months of your life to say no to a lot of things that you want to say yes to, to do all that sort of stuff. So that for the rest of your life, you can say yes to them. And I thought, I thought it was quite philosophical on me, to be honest, when I look at it like that. But it, but then it got me thinking about how that's what we've done, right? We've been in a position where we've lost the body fat that we wanted to lose, and we maintain now a fairly, fairly lean, sort of within six to eight weeks, maybe of, of being being quite content. And it means that we can then have more calories. Our maintenance calories are then higher. We can then fit in more flexible foods. We can then enjoy more drinks. We can enjoy more meals out. We can enjoy all those sorts of things, and never have to really worry about it. Whereas if you constantly trying to diet and you're constantly saying yes to all these things and you're always doing all this stuff, you're just elongating how long you're going to feel like you're on a diet for. And my view of it is why not just go, right, for six months, nine months, whatever it is, to lose 20 kilos, I'm just going to say no to that shit. It's far better, in my opinion, to just do that for six, nine months and then never have to worry about it again for the rest of your life and do it properly than to constantly go through this flux of like worrying about it or starting a diet and then not actually getting anywhere with it and then feeling shit and then doing it again and then feeling like you're deprived all the time. So that every year you're always feeling deprived for a certain period of time, but then you're just fucking up on the other side. Um, I just think it's weird people's mentality to it all. It's like, just just treat it as a, as a period of time where it's like, look, do this. It's the kind of like... It's kind of like if you, if you broke your leg, you've got nine months to rehab it until it's better again. You don't start hopping around and running around after three months. You just wait until you're done and then it's better. And then you've got, you just don't break your leg again, right? Rather than after like three months of it. Oh, well, I don't break my leg. 
Yeah, yeah, don't break your leg. Yeah, oh, don't, don't break do leg. that. I was going to go and break it again, mate. <laughs> but that's what people do with their diets, though. That's what people do, is that they do the equivalent, is that they start this thing, and, you know, three, four weeks in, they just go and fucking sabotage themselves, fuck it off again. And I'm like, no, but you've now got to do those three weeks again that you hated. And it's just like, I don't understand the mentality. That's the thing. It's, like, it's um, the way that I frame it to my clients, it's like you're saving up for a mortgage. It's like... When typically somebody saves up for the house deposit, you've got to you've got to forego some of the luxuries. You probably can't get a new car. You're probably not going to go on holiday that year. You're going to look at a few direct debits that might affect your your credit score or whatever for for the banks, for the mortgage lender or whatever, whatever the process is. And you're going to just be a little bit tighter. But then when you've got that mortgage, you then have a little bit more flexibility because you've got the mortgage. You've saved the deposit. Yes, now you're cover, covering the monthly, but that's fine. That's your maintenance. Because now you've got a little bit more disposable income because you've got less to save up for. And it's the same thing. It's like you're not going to save up for a mortgage if three or if, you know you you save up for three weeks, four weeks, and go, oh fuck it, just going to spend those of my money again. Like because you would feel like I'm forever saving, and that's why people feel like they're forever dieting. They always seem mm-hmm. to be on a diet all the time, like all the time, every year. There's always a diet going on. And at some point, it needs to be taken off as a wanna. Like, well, not not as a wanna per se, but as in a certain, like, like you said, Dan, like a period of time where you devote to taking all the weight off. So whether it's you take off 10, you diet break. You take off five, you diet break. Mm. You take off five, you diet break. But it's got to be a consistent period of time to actually get the whole lot done. The same as the same as saving for your mortgage. Where, you know, whereas... Um, Whereas what people do, like you say, is they'll do it for a few weeks and they'll just go backwards and then they've got to redo it again. And then, and then what? And it's just, it, it will feel like there, it feels like you're riding a bike with a flat tire. It'll feel like you're putting effort in because it probably feels like all you're ever doing is starting a new diet or trying to do this or trying to do that. And you're always failing. Whereas it's, I've said similar things to mine. I'm like, look, this is, this needs to be the last time that you ever do it. And I said, and whether you do it now or whether you start it in six months time, but whether you start it next year, at some point, if you're going to change, you're going to have to start it and commit to it. So if you don't do it now, cool. But at some point, that is what you're going to have to do to get yourself to the position where you want to be in. So you, you can like it or lump it. You either change it or you will stay the same and you will keep being frustrated and you will look the same next year and the year after and the year after and maybe a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse as you get older. Or... Just, just do it. Just, just get it done. Save up for your mortgage. Do it. Get the house. You know, and in analogy terms, get your physique that you want, and then you can relax a little bit, little be a little bit more frivolous, and but at least you've already done the hard work. And this is the thing: is like, regardless of when you do it, that same work has got to be done. Like, it doesn't matter if you wait five years, you've still got to do the same thing yeah. you'd have to do now. It's not like in five years, we're going to magically go, oh, actually, no, you can now eat out every single diet and you can have takeaways every single weekend and it's going to be easier. It's not. If anything, it's going to be harder <laughs> because the habits will be more ingrained. Those things will be more ingrained, more entrenched. You'll probably have more weight to lose at that time point. And I think there's just this huge... We talked about it last week a bit, didn't we? And I, and I, I talked about it on Instagram. It's this huge thing of just like waiting everyone's waiting for something to happen. Everything's waiting for this stuff. And and like you said, with the mortgage thing, it's like, no, you've just got a target in mind of, of where you need to get to for that. And, and and you've got a certain number you need to reach. It's as simple as that. And it's the same with this. It's just like, you can wait as long as you want, but ultimately you've got an ideal place you want to get to. It's just going to take you even longer. Like I posted, I said, look, if you're waiting for a clear run, 
people wait, let's say you wait 12 weeks for that clear run. I was like, you managed to stick something for six weeks. You're now just un, in those six weeks undoing what you just did in the last 12. So you've just wasted 18 weeks of your life. Mm-hmm. That's what you've done. That's all, you, that's all you've done. And we get it a lot, uh, you know, and I, and I see it a lot as well of, of, in other fitness professionals. They say, oh, you know, they get people comments saying, oh, it's easy for you. You can eat this stuff or, you know, or, you know, fitness professionals, you know, sharing the food they eat. It's like, you know, it's, is it fair, you know, because they can eat more and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, well, actually, look, they've done the hard work. They've put, they've got to that point. If anything, you're showing your client where they can be. And I think that for me, that fat loss is the hardest it's the hardest part to get your head around because you do have to deprive yourself of things that you enjoy and things that are fun. We're not sitting there pretending like it's fun to not have a takeaway. Like, it's, of course, we'd rather have a takeaway. But it's more a case of like, that's the hard bit. And then once you actually try and gain muscle, and like you said it before, you, once you've lost the body fat and then you're trying to get the physique you want and gain muscle, you're eating more food then. So actually that bit is actually more comfortable. You can actually work everything around that and you can still make progress positively in your mind and where you want to get to by eating more food. But to get to that point, to have that luxury, if you want to call it, you want to lose body fat first and you have to go through that period. And I just think that people are just, if they're listening to this or, or whatever and, and you know they're just delaying the inevitable, you're just delaying it. You're just making it, you're just having less years of your life to be able to enjoy that physique that you want. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're, you're putting yourself in a position where, look, you're making, you're just, you're spending more time unhappy than you would be happier. Why, why you, would probably, you wait? You're probably spending more time dieting. As crazy as it sounds, you'll spend yeah, more no, time. You'll spend more time dieting. Whereas if you actually do it for six, 12 months, it, it sounds a lot, but it's really not. And if you coach well, it's really not. Because, you know, it's not like you go, don't eat anything for six months or 12 months. Mm. You know, it's let's, let's work around you, make a few compromises, sacrifices, whatever. But, you know, let's get through the year or get through the six months and get you your best results for whatever circumstances that you're in, okay? And, and for everybody, that's different. But if you do that, you will actually diet less, less time. Because, like Dan said, you've just got it done. Like, it's done then. And for... And we've all had to do it. Don't forget that. So something that I tell people, so I'll, I'll have a, a lot of people who hit, you know, where they're happy uh, with, with uh, coaching. And then they'll go, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy now. When I know that maybe two weeks ago, they, they weren't. So my response is always this. Okay, so if you gain back two, three kilos, would you be happy then? No. Okay, so, so why are you stopping now then? because it's inevitable that you're going to gain back a few pounds because you're going to start to change some of your habits. So what my, my point is, is that the reason why fitness professionals, quote unquote, can stay in shape or whatever is because they've got themselves past a point where they would be happy with. They've gone further than that. So like, for example, let's take the average person who's happy at 80 kilos, diet down to 77. Like diet, diet down to 77. Don't stop at 80. Because in mm. two weeks' time, you might be 83. Well, if you die to 77, you could then afford a little bit of wiggle room because, yeah, you can have a few weekends where you're a little bit off track and whatnot. And you and, and let's say you hit 80, uh, which barrier in mind, you're still happier. And then you go, okay, cool, I'm just going to tighten up now. So then you might only just have to, you know, knock the shit on the head for two weeks. You might be back down at 77, 78 again. And then that's it. Mm. So, so it's like when people, like we used to do all the, the food challenges and whatnot after we'd... Um, you know, dieted for a photo shoot and, um, and and competed and whatnot. And people go, oh, are you not fat eating that? I'm not fat eating that because what you've not seen is for the last six months, I've not missed a single day step target. 
I've not missed a single calorie of cardio. I've trained five times a week and I've not been more than five grams outside my macros on any given day for six months. So what, 180 mm. days in a row. That's what you've not seen. Yet this pizza that I'm eating, you're going, oh, how can you stay in shape and eat that? No, that's not the thing that you need to be focusing on. It's the mm. other stuff. So it's the fact that we had lost 20 kilograms of body fat to get into that position where you are lean so that if you do gain one or two kilos back, it's not really that noticeable because you still look pretty good and still feel pretty good. So looking at what other people are doing is so pointless, it's untrue. It's so pointless. And people get confused by it. Like people get confused by it because they'll see their favorite, you know, their their favorite fitness professional sat there with a pizza and abs taking a photo of it. Of course they're gonna fucking lift the top up whilst they're eating pizza. That's the reason why they're doing it, because they're making a point that, oh look, whatever. I've got I've got abs and a pizza. Now they wouldn't need to make that point if they knew that it wasn't the pizza that has gotten them to that position. It's because it's such a weird thing to see is why that those posts kind of go well. It's because it's like, oh, what? It makes you stop and think. And of course, it's good marketing for said fitness professional because they might tell you some things that you don't want to, you know, that, that you want to hear, sorry, because it's sexy. You know, it's sexy to do that. But you shouldn't be looking at what those people have done. Look at the other stuff that they did. Look at that stuff before you look at the pizza. It's just too easy to look at the pizza and go, well, that's the bit that I want, though. And the abs, mm. I, want those, I want those two bits. But you're cutting everything else out of your mind and going, well, they probably do an hour's cardio before fucking breakfast every day. Like, they probably have eaten nothing but chicken and fucking broccoli for God knows how long. But the pizza, no, that's, you know, that bit. Well, they eat it, so why can't I? Oh, it's so, yeah. it's so it's so easy for them. As soon as I have a pizza, I gain weight. Yeah, you gain weight because you don't exercise and you're not fucking lean. You didn't <laughs> spend the rest of the week eating fuck all, did you? You gain weight because you're still eating shit. Yes, of course yeah. you'll gain weight when you eat pizza. Because everything else you're doing is wrong. It's like you said as well about the about the, the amount of time you actually spend dieting. Like like we said there, it's like if you if you give six to twelve months of it, and people probably people I reckon people have a pretty good. I think it's pretty. Most people have a two week on, two week off mentality. They'll probably diet for two weeks. They'll rein things in for two weeks. They'll probably generally sort of maybe sort of nearer as they get towards payday those two weeks they go out less have less takeaways payday comes around those two weeks what they forget is that they've spent those two weeks dieting but the two weeks after that is that they actually put themselves backwards they don't look at it and go oh it's two weeks of dieting and two weeks of maintenance most people go backwards and again that's the whole thing we're talking about here is that once you learn what maintenance is and where that is like that fitness professional with the pizza he knows what his maintenance is over a week he knows he knows what he's doing with that pizza he knows that you can fit that in over a weekend with a few beers and he knows that the rest of the week is you can be on point problem is people see that and go oh see i can have a takeaway on a friday a saturday and a sunday now and it's like no that's not what he's doing he's having one day out of out of his week and he's at maintenance for that week and and it's that whole thing of people forget that it's not the the two let's say they spend the two weeks on two weeks off dieting thing that's like you said half of the year dieting but it's the other half of the year that they're not even maintaining they're going they're putting themselves backwards they're actually undoing the dieting and there's that, there's the difference is that i can get someone lean you could get someone lean two weeks on two weeks off dieting for two weeks and then maintaining for two weeks you get them lean you get them leaner easy this is the thing is about but it's about dedicating that period of time where you still have to be on it to a certain degree with that maintenance you still have to know what you're doing you still have to be aware but people just throw caution to the wind and think that well, i've dieted for two weeks and now i can eat what i want and it's like no you've actually now gone further back than where you started that two weeks of dieting so it's just wasted time people waste so much time 
And we, we sit all the time with online coaches as well. We can go, there's so many examples. People just waste time, so much time. Like we talked about before, so many online coaches, PTs probably know exactly, they probably watched Squid Games as soon as it came out our first week. It's taken me a good couple of months to even get around to, to looking at it because people have talked about it, it looks interesting. But the point is that there's so much stuff that you can do if you can be bothered to do it. And the fact is, people can't be bothered. They, they want that instant, oh, yeah, but I want the pizza though now. I want the pizza though. Let's just want the pizza. Might not have the pizza in a year's time. Might, might actually be better off having it in a year's time. <laughs> like, it might actually be better for you in the long term. But it's, it's that whole thing of people want that thing right now so they forget about their two weeks of dieting and then they go oh it's payday oh someone's going to invite me out for food so probably should just go and all oh, you can eat buffet because that's the best place to go and people forget they just they just forget straight away about all these things that uh, you know two weeks ago were more important to them but now two weeks has gone by actually it's not as important anymore mm-hmm. to think about where i want to be in a year's time it's just not for me it's just not a long time a year is just not a long time to give like you've been out in dubai for a year we were saying before like couldn't believe you've been out there a year already it's ridiculous but that's that's it a year isn't very long to go right i could actually now never have to diet again for the rest of my life imagine that feeling right people like we talk about all the time i don't track food i don't diet maintain my weight for the last two years quite comfortably Really easy to go out for a nice weekend. You could, you could eat loads of food, drink loads, whatever it is, and then within a week's time, be back to where I was. Just maintain fine. Mm-hmm. But that's because we put that work in. And I think people really underestimate how small a time period one year is. They think it sounds a lot, but it's like one year of hard work could set you up to never have to worry about it ever again. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that would trade, would trade more than they earn in a year in money for the physique they want, but yet won't give up the time and the the learning and the actual understanding of it and the habits and the behaviours. Don't want to do that though. It's that, too much effort, isn't it? Too much effort. It's mad. It's mad. A year's too long. But I guarantee, I guarantee that in a year's time, they'll go, it's all the same. Like, it's just, it's mad. It is mad. It's, it's fucking crazy. But... Um, it's perspective yeah. though, isn't it? Is it's that I think the more... The more clients I speak to, the more we do our job, the more I realize this is not about nutrition. It's not about the food. It's not about me saying to you, oh, yeah, have rice and potato instead of eating pizza. It's just fucking obvious, right? That's not... People know this shit. People know that. I think with with this now, we've gone past the point of people knowing that... Well, maybe we haven't. Bread's not going to kill you and all this sort of stuff. We still get the odd client says that. But it's not even about that. It's about a perspective. It's about understanding that this is all linked to behaviors in your environment and all this sort of stuff. And it is just a psychological thing of looking at it differently and looking at things differently. The amount of people who eat something like a pizza or whatever, and they, cause they're in a bad mood or whatever, or they were upset. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you feel now? Well, I feel even worse. Okay. So let's learn from that then. Like, but the amount of people that fill like emotional voids with food, no, you need to change your perspective on that. You need to be better at dealing with those emotions than just turning to food all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. As we've developed as coaches, as we've got older, I think you just realise it's... It isn't about me saying to you, eat more chicken, eat more protein. It's why are you not eating protein? Why are you so against eating more protein? Why are you? Why is this in your head? Why is this an issue? Like when we get people say, oh, I just find it hard to hit my protein target. How do I do it? Eat more protein, probably. Yeah. And that's kind of how you do it, isn't it? Or if it's a lot, it's a lot of food in one meal. Okay, well, now I need to get around this. You still think it's about cutting down the amount of food on your plate and all this sort of stuff. But yet you've got no problem eating a whole pizza. Yeah. But yet you won't eat a plate full of chicken 
then you start looking at it. Well, okay, it's an emotional thing. It's like, it's not normal for me to eat chicken. It's not normal for me for me to eat this amount or to not have it with fucking loads of cheese and in a in a sandwich. And it's just that whole thing of like it's 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 just so linked to perspective and environment. And people just do things on autopilot. They don't even think of what they're doing. They don't think about what they're doing. There's no thought process involved. And it's like you just need to wake up for a year and think and use your brain. And you. M- I had a co- I had a conversation about this. Um, a couple of times actually this week this came up um, as people as people like to bring stuff up you know you know f- everybody's got an opinion about nutrition so you see you see old family and friends and blah 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 and you get talking and oh lockdown's not being good on on some people you know on everyone of course um, but it's nothing yeah. to do with lockdown um, because as you know. The- <laughs> I mean, we've had clients through lockdown get incredible results. So it's not actually lockdown, but people will use that as an excuse. You mean you were lazy and you were greedy over lockdown. But, but anyway, um, when you first become a coach, you invest all your time in courses um, and seminars and webinars and whatnot because you think that um, the, the minutiae detail of, of nutrition is what you need to know. Or you listen to these really fancy podcasts that, that go, in, go in real deep uh, about things on a real, real kind of um, analytical and, and advanced level. Or you'll study biomechanics about the perfect form, about different ranges of movements and things like that. And the the more that you advance as a coach, you realise it's, it's none of that. Like, that's not coaching. That's what you think coaching is. And that's what people perceive a coach to be, is that they'll, what diet plan do you give? Or, you know, how do you do your training? It's really not about that. I could give... I could I could go now and change all of my clients' um, training programs um, to to something completely different. I might change them all to a full body split, let's say, and let's just say I'm moving them from push pull legs, whatever. Will they get any different results? Not really, not really, not not over six months. You know, if they're training hard, not not really. It'll be about the same. I could I could swap them all from ca- tracking their macros, whatever. Let's just call them say they're robots. Um, and give them a meal plan, and if they followed it with the same efficiency, will they get any different results? Not really. But it's it's more it's it's a psychological thing, and obviously we're not claiming to be psychologists or anything like that. And it, you know, but this job is more about dealing with people than it is a perfection in 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 a study or whatever. It's more that, and often people want the best way, the right way, the wrong way. The, there is no right way or wrong way. There is no best way because everybody's different and everybody individually, everybody's week's different. So whether you have the most perfect thing or not, whether there is the most perfect thing, by definition, it doesn't work because I'm different to you. You're different to the next man. You know, people have got so many different situations that this job is about psychology. It's about how do I get the best, whatever that may be, for this particular person with this particular week ahead with this on, that on, this stress, these emotions, that fe- those feelings. It's not about whether I give them 10 reps or 15 reps on leg extension. That's not what it is. It's not whether I give them 272 grams of carbs or 247, which, by the way, if your coach gives gives you macros that are like that, that are not rounded up, they're idiots. Um, like, it's, it's not about that. And people think it is, and people will text, even clients will text you, oh, well, what, what, I've done this, I've got it. Okay, don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. Like, it's less about that. It's, it, it really is less. People just think it's it's that. And I have to explain, look, it's not. My job is to get you through each week as good as we can get it. 
Like, and that's it. And that will change every week. Some weeks you might have a clear run, you might feel great. Next week might, might be your time of the month. You might have got fucking two work dues on. It might be your, your partner's birthday. It's different. But yet people panic and they'll go, oh, I've got this on, I've got that, so I, so I can't be per You don't need to be. It's fine because we're here to help you through it. So this job is massively about psychology, which is why there's a lot of shit coaches because there's so many people that get into this industry who have got no empathy for other people who don't really understand what it's like to have a bit a busy job or work stress or family stress or kids or to not be genetically gifted or to not want to eat chicken and broccoli for every meal sometimes because this industry is full of people who are not particularly intelligent obviously that's reductionist because there's a lot of intelligent people in there as well but like as a generality i would say that there's not a lot of intelligent people and they don't understand what their client wants. That they they will give them stuff that is perfect for a robot, but that, that's not that's never going to get your clients results. So that's why there's so many horror stories of, you know, that we see clients come in from other coaches and they've just been given absolute shits because that coach has got no emotional intelligence. They've got no empathy. They don't understand anything, and they just train them how they would train their, their selves. They would just do that and go, well, why can't you do it? it? They almost can't compute why someone else can't do the same thing. It's because they don't want it enough. And it'll always be that. It'll always be that. They, you don't want it enough. Or work harder, grind harder, whatever it is. But it's not that. Being a good coach is about knowing when to push harder, when to give a kick up the arse. It's knowing when to pull back. It's knowing how to deal with people. It's 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 man management. Like you hear football coaches all the time, like who deal with different players in different ways because they're different fucking people. They're different personalities. People respond to different things. So why in our profession do people treat people like right? No, this is the the optimal. This this is the optimal. That everybody needs to do this. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's a lot more dealing with people than people think. It's a lot less nutrition and training and a lot more dealing with people for sure. That's the problem as well is that people come to us and they think it's nutrition and training. Like the amount of people when they start and they're like, oh, I thought I, I thought you'd give me like a meal plan or I thought, um, you know, that there'd be more detail in this or more. De I'm like, why? Mate, mate, you can't, you can't even hit your calories at the moment. What, why are you worrying about whether you're doing triple drop sets on your leg extensions and whether you've got enough volume on your hamstrings to grow them? We can't even see them yet. So like, it's, it's that whole thing of it. And people think it's that. And people want to skip, again, the working on your brain bit, the psychology, the mindset stuff. And it's a bit, I think it's a bit woohoo. And I think years ago, we did said it was a bit woohoo and a bit that. And, and not, to the, not to a crazy degree. But now it's one of those things where I say to people when they first start, it's like, no, your first training plan with me the first 12 weeks is pretty much irrelevant it's just about literally finding how many days a week you can train what equipment you've got right let's just get you in the habit of being there it's more working on week to week right how are you viewing this why are you doing that why have you made that decision why couldn't you have done that what was the problem here how are you feeling when you're doing these things like and it's it's the it's the focus on the minutiae people can't wait well what uh, you've not given me any supplements to take yeah i don't want you to take any supplements well why not well because at the moment you can't keep your fats below 120 grams a day. So let's, let's, again, it's focusing on those things. They don't see that as a problem. They think that that's not something to worry about. And it's like, they, they want those, those quick wins, those things. And actually all we're doing each, each week is working on their brain to go, okay, well, how are you viewing this stuff? What are you viewing is important. And the amount of time we spend changing a client's perspective on what they view as important. Honest to God, I spend most of my check-ins going, you're focusing on the wrong things. 
People can't see the woods for the trees, though. Like, people can't see the bigger picture because they think it's about the small stuff, like you say. Like, if anybody says that, why haven't I got this? Or I thought I was going to get that. I always respond. And I, re I respond to a lot of my clients in a... I ask questions back. So if I get a question or a panic, I'll always ask a question back. It might be quite annoying to a lot of my clients because they're probably just here for a straight answer. But what I want to do is I want them to reflect on stuff and I'll say, well, why does that matter? Well, why does that matter when someone says, I've I've not got enough volume on this? Why does, why, why does that, oh, I was expecting a meal plan. Why? Why? Why are you expecting a meal plan? Answer that question. Well, to get results. Okay. So why did you then ask the question of, well, why does a meal plan mean that you're going to get results then? Like you're here to get results and this is what, this is what how I'm getting you them. It's like it's it's like people have a preconceived idea what it, what they need to do to get results, and then they question, why haven't I got deadlifts in my plan? So I I would I, I literally got a question last week, why haven't I got deadlifts? So I said, why would you have deadlifts? And no one can answer it. No one can answer it uh, because I thought you know it's it's a really good uh, muscle builder for across the body, but why is that any better than any other exercise? No one mm -hmm. can answer it. But yet people will question it. Well, why haven't I got this? Well, I thought, why haven't you set me backward targets rather than protein calories? Well, why would I? Why should I? Answer that. Well, because of, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, there's a perfect split. There isn't, you know, there isn't. Mm. It's just going to it's gonna increase the chances of you not being successful with it. Like, that's, that's one. So until you prove that we can stick to protein and, and calories, then we might get a little bit more specific. Like, it's cool. I think I think people are genuinely quite deflated in terms of how how little detail is required. I think they come into it thinking they get really excited about the detail, and then actually the ones the clients of ours that go on to be really successful, they're the ones that actually each and every week don't ever talk about the details. They just go over bigger picture stuff. They just talk about bigger things. They talk about that sort of stuff, and it just fascinates me how there's that transition as a client to go from coming in really excited about the minutia to then actually in six months' time they realise this is just an accumulation of good effort. solid foundational mm -hmm. work and effort yeah and that's that's the and that's the secret and whenever they people say to them, oh, yeah i had a mate at work asked me what the secret my secret was blah, blah, blah. and then the other the, the other day i had a client of mine who's, who's finished and i still speak to her and she's gone through an amazing transformation amazing weight loss and she said she went back into work and people were like uh, and, and this has been obviously they went back into work after covid and it's been about four months since they went back in and they were all like oh you know you, so you're still keeping up your diet then you've kept it all off and she was like really shocked that someone had said that well, obviously I have kind of thing, but that's because, but I said to her, yeah, but two years ago, you would have gone backwards because you'd have done something horrific. You'd done something that was focused on detail. That was a meal plan. That wasn't, I was like, but now you don't. And the reason you're shocked by that is because your perspective of things has changed and how you view all this has changed. You don't see this as a diet anymore. This is just you living your life. You're on high calories, you're enjoying yourself. And it's one of those things where people expect you to go backwards because they expect you to be on a meal plan. They expect you to not have have a lifestyle now and i think that's the key thing with with our clients is that the ones that stay for that those periods of time and the ones that do the photo shoots and stuff is that they realize that even to get to that level it's still like yeah but you're still a lifestyle here to maintain they're only ever going to be four or five kilos up from that from that weight which again is healthy they're always going to be that and it's and, and they then stay there people go oh you you're still keeping up with your diet then it's like well what do you mean i'm still eating i'm still eating yeah yeah i'm not dieting because again people associate the word diet with with restriction all the time and it's like no you, we were just eating what we were going to eat, but just at like lower calories. And now we're at higher calories, but we still eat the same things because we enjoy eating them. It's just that that perspective. I just I just love that assumption that oh, like it's almost like a surprise. Oh, you're still still keeping up with your diet. 
It's like they expect to see someone gain weight back because that's the norm. Is that, and it's almost like a shock thing. Well, well, mm. yeah, because that's what well, that's what I've done it for, though. Surely, but if you think about yeah. it on a real, real basic level, well, well, yeah, of course I want to keep those results. What's a, what's a, what's the point of getting them for a week? It's yeah. literally pointless. Like with our photo shoot clients, a lot of people focus on this one day and go, "Oh, I've got this photo shoot, got this, got that, whatever." And I have to remind them, you're not dieting for a photo shoot. Yes, we're having a photo shoot, but why do you think that we're dieting? It's to get you in the best shape you've ever been in. That means more than that day. So, like, people get so worked up on that, like that, that end, that end goal that they lose sight of why they're doing something. So, like, when people ask, "Oh, still dieting?" Well, yeah, because the end, that like the end goal of a diet isn't to get to hit like a weight and then just to pile it back on again. Like, so yeah, of course, of course, they're going to try to maintain the weight. Otherwise, it's literally pointless losing in the first place. It's it's mad now. Like the the general assumption, like in the in in this country, and it's very like I would I would hazard a guess that it's quite different across the world from what I've seen. Like living in Dubai, there's not that many people out of shape. As daft as that sounds, don't know whether it's because I don't know it's a hot climate. P- people typically tend to have a lower appetite, maybe in hot climate. People, you know, there's people get their skin out a little bit more. I don't know, like, but there's a lot less overweight people. Whereas some things that I have to say to my clients, like I'll get a client and they go, oh, just when people are at work and they bring stuff in, I just want to be normal. And I'm just like, like, how it, how is it more normal to eat donuts and cake than, than to look after yourself? Like, and mm. I, I bet there's a lot of Why people- Why do you want to be normal? Why do you want like, to be normal? <laughs> like, how, how is that normal? Like, there'll be a lot of people who can mm. resonate with this on the, on the, the listen to podcasts. Like, if you had a pet lunch and you took it to work and it contained a sandwich, a bag of crisps and a chocolate bar, you wouldn't get anybody say anything to you. Whereas if you took a chicken salad in, it'd be the talk, it'd be the talk of the fucking canteen. It'd be, oh, you're on a diet? You're watching your weight? Because it's so weird for people to comprehend. Yeah, mm. they wouldn't bat an eyelid uh, a, a bunch of junk for, for lunch. And it's just weird how this has become normal now. And again, it, it fuels this culture of like people feeling like they're deprived because it isn't normal. It, the question is, why isn't that normal? Like, I can't mm. believe it. it's not normal. Like, and if you want to be normal, expect to look normal, which unfortunately in this case is overweight. The normal person, the average person is overweight. Yeah, I, I did a um, I did a post about this. I put um, consistently picking the easy option is the simplest way to become average, right? And it was a post and it was kind of went into it. And again, like, like I said, normal, right? And this is where people say, I want to be normal. And like the normal person, the average person drinks 18 units of alcohol a week, does just 90 minutes of exercise. I think that's fucking vastly over um, exaggerated. Does between 3,000 and 4,000 steps um, and eats 3.7 portions of fruit and veg. But bear in mind, fruit, juice, and baked beans count <laughs> as veg. And the average person has a BMI of 27, which is classed as overweight. And like, that's that's just normal. That's to be normal. And I, I always say to people like, yeah, normal has created this society we're in where we're not, where again, we are overweight, we are unhealthy, we are all this. It's normal to smoke and drink. It's normal to do that. But yet, they're two things that are guaranteed to put you in a worse position from your health. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is it's about perspective. It's about changing what you consider normal to be. It's about changing those things in your environment. This is what we come back to real time. Your environment dictates so much. If your kitchen is full of chocolate and crisps, you'll eat chocolate and crisps. As simple as that. The same with your friends, the same with where you go out, the same with what you drink, all that sort of stuff. You know, that whole thing of 
you know, you're you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. It's the same thing. It's environment. It's about who you spend your time with, what's going into your head, what things you're taking in, what information you're taking in. If you were to spend more time with five personal trainers, you'd probably lose weight. Mm-hmm. You'd probably lose weight. You don't even have to get a training plan off them. Just spend more time with them. You're going to lose weight. And it's this whole thing of like perspective and you need to consider, and this is like what we talk about with all our clients, is your environment, what you're currently doing, how it's set up, because I bet you the amount of decisions you're making that are contributing to you being unhappy and overweight or whatever it is with your fitness are just habitual. It's just, it's there. It's autopilot. You don't even think about it. You just do it because it's normal for you. You've got to change what your normal is. It's as simple as that. That's what we're talking about here. The whole point of this podcast, the whole point at the start is you for six to 12 months, change what your normal is. Once that becomes normal, I tell you what, that's the last diet I'll ever do and it'd be fucking easy. It's easy as anything after that point, you just have to change what normal is for you because your normal is what's led you to this point. And it's not normal for me and Mike to eat donuts and eat cheesecake and do all that sort of stuff, right? doesn't say we don't have it. doesn't say we don't enjoy it. doesn't say we don't love it. It's just not normal. And I think that's the key thing. It's that it's changing your perspective of everything you do on any given day. It's not normal for you to walk to work. Well, I bet if you did, you'd probably feel better for it. It's not normal though. It's not normal. It's not normal to park your car the furthest away from the supermarket and have to walk that distance. No, it's not. But look at everyone else parking real close. I hate to be I hate to be horrible, but it's let's, let's face facts. Like that's there's a reason. There's a reason. And it's that whole thing of when there's a few food shortage, no one's moaning. No one's moaning about the fruit and veg looking there, are they? No one's moaning about it. there's plenty of fruit and veg there. Plenty of it. But yet they're moaning because the alcohol isn't on the shelves. That's what they're moaning at. And it's that sort of stuff for me. It's like, it baffles me that people don't see it. And and because they're not like, I don't want to say awake, but they're just walking around in the same old thing, doing their normal stuff without questioning why they're doing it. So that when they get a coach and they question it, they're all of a sudden put out of place. It's like, it's not about going to the supermarket and buying the supplements no. or anything like that. It's about changing the shelves you're shopping on and like changing yeah. the aisles you go down. It's like, it's that. It, it, it it's not about how many carrots you're replacing your, you know, your pie with. It's the fact you're replacing your pie with carrots or whatever. It's, it's thinking like that, and it's it's really nothing magic about this. I had a I had a client I had a client this morning actually on uh, he's on Blitz, and um, he, uh, he, um, he 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 may well be listening to this, but he said I I had a pizza this weekend, but it is my guilty pleasure. Okay, it's like okay, and what and why is that? Uh, an excuse like mm. well, it is my guilty pleasure all right I, I just can't i i can't work out what that means like so uh, are these calories free then because like what what yeah well surely i'd be more shocked if it wasn't a guilty pleasure if you're eating something that you don't like the taste of well yeah that would be weirder but it's not an excuse to to go well it is my guilty pleasure well well, yeah, but that's the whole point, though, right? Isn't it? It's that it's those guilty pleasures that are probably the things that have added up to make you join a fat loss plan, right? It's not it's not the chicken salads, it's it's, it's the pizzas. But you, so you can't join a fat loss plan and go, oh, I had a pizza this week, but it, it's okay. It's uh, it's my guilty pleasure. All right, we'll do that every week then, and you'll be in the same position as you were before, because that's probably what you're doing then. Mm. It's just it's it's mad, isn't it? Like it's 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 mad what people. Pass off as normal. This is normal. It's my guilty pleasure. Okay. Oh, cool. It's mine as well. 
Um, but you can guarantee that for six months of a contest prep or a photo shoot prep, or if I was going to diet, let's just say I was going to diet. Do you think I'd be having a pizza? No. Why? Why would I? Mm. Do, do I? Do I like pizza any less? No. Cause, cause I like pizza. It's pizza. It's fucking great. I'd love to have one, but it's just that I don't know. It's just actually having a modicum of restraint to yourself and going. Well, I probably shouldn't because, like, and take it all the way back to start of the podcast because I want to get this done now. I'd rather just not have a pizza and have it in a few months' time when actually I've seen some progress, or. I could have the pizza now and then whinge that I've not lost weight. Like, and not that that guy did whinge because I think he's had a good week aside from that. But it's just an example. Um, it's just an example. And look, you can't, and look, we, like we said, you can eat foods you love and all that sort of stuff and still lose weight, right? This is not the point. It's again, the frequency, it's how often, it's your perspective and it's your mindset to it all, I think, in, in that sense, is that, like you said, he's had, a, he's had a good week and he's had a bit of pizza. It's, it's fine. It's, it's just... That whole thing of if I was to, if I was to fall ill and like you say go in hospital and just you know ballooned in weight or whatever, it, it's one of those things where I just think it's like you said you just go well no I'll just wait until you know I, I've got more calories to play with and I can eat the pizza. It's just that whole thing. It's just people forget about the the long term. They forget about what they really want. They forget about the goal they've got at that point in time. It's easier just to forget about it. Just, just have that sort of memory lapse, and oh, I just want this down there. I just rather have the taste of this. Now. Um, but yeah, anyway, kind of hammered it to death. But hopefully, um, hopefully that helps someone. I bet they just think, oh, these two do is just fucking moan. Mm. But yeah, but if it, if you get somebody to reflect and go, actually, yeah, because we're not going to say that you're not going to sit there and crave something, or that you're not going to feel as though Oof, I'm the odd one out because I'm not having a donut in the office. You will, like, and that's. That's kind but of what we I, I, I try to explain it. I try I tried to I try to explain it to, to some of my clients as well. It's even if you even if you change your perspective fifty percent of the week, it's better than what you're doing now. And this is what we're saying is we're not expecting people to listen to this and all of a sudden just change their whole perspective on what they're doing or what you know their normal things are and this sort of stuff. But it's that whole thing of people wait for that clear run, as we talked about. But it's like, no, just fifty percent of your week this week, change your perspective on it, what you would normally have done, what you would normally do, how it would normally go. Change fifty percent of it. You're going to be 50% better off. Of course you are. The week after that, do the same thing again, 50%. Better than that week. 50% better than that week. You might have one week where you go backwards a little bit and it's not quite a great week. You might do nothing. You're still better off having had three weeks in the bag to think, you're right, okay, I'll just get back to doing what I was doing normally. Get back to doing what I was doing. And it's just amazing how those things snowball because, like I said, based on the way percentages work, if you just do it 50% better each week, you're going to be far, far better off in eight weeks, nine weeks' time. And that's what we kind of do with Blitz, like we talk about all the time is it's, we're not expecting people to come in and go, all right, change your perspective and everything. It's at the end of that eight weeks, they've lost some weight, they've got a bit of motivation, they understand now about their perspective needs to change, and they're in a better place to then change that themselves afterwards or with coaching than they would have been at the start of it. That's the thing is it's not about changing your life in eight weeks. It's about changing how you view everything that goes on in your life in eight weeks. Um, and that's going to take longer than than just eight weeks, but it's um, it's a start. And it's just that thing. And once it starts, you start then, it's easy for you to view things and look at things a little bit differently because you've had your perspective change slightly um, on it all. Um, I just realised, Mike, hope you've got a funny story. I've got I've got one here, to be fair. I've got one. I mean, I've got a couple, to be honest. I've found a new oh. little, uh, a little area. Um, oh, dear. New little area. This is, this is a quite a short one. But impactful. Oof. Go with that one then. I think it might raise a few 
a few talking points. The um, the headline is is Sunday Sport. Um, oh, so we're back to Sunday Sport. We 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 had Lad Bible last week. We're back to Sunday Sport, and the headline is um, "Made to Bum a Sheep at ISIS Job Interview." So, <laughs> I mean, the thing that stands out in that is they have to a job a job interview for ISIS. Oh my god! Is that That's, a job interview? Surely, surely you just go. I hate America, and then they just go right. Okay, you're in. Any Westerners? Any I'd Westerners? Any, well, any, I, I can't. I can just imagine that this guy sat there nervous in the waiting room in a suit. You know, like the suit that's a, <laughs> yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't quite fit right, you know, because you dust it off once in a while for a wedding or a funeral or something like that. It's an all-occasion suit. And, um, you know, he's probably had to buy a new shirt, which we usually do. Got to buy a new shirt. You get the shirt and tie combo from, like, Tesco or something like that. And yeah. he's just sat and he can there in the waiting if, room. If the, jacket's, if the jacket's a bit tight, you can just take it off because he's got the new shirt on. So it's just fine. Yeah, it just for the pictures. It's fine. Or just leave it unbuttoned. Leave it unbuttoned. For, it's fine. It's not a problem. Yeah. It's a good. I could yeah. just imagine him sat in the waiting room, all the other interviewees in there, like tap, like you know, tapping his foot. He's a bit, ner- bit nervous. Yeah, where, where have you come from? Oh, Bradford. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why no. Bradford? Why did you say Bradford? Well, because this guy's from Bradford. All right? Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. Okay. I was just checking. I didn't know where he's from. Why hadn't mentioned? Why you hadn't mentioned where he's Because you hadn't mentioned where he's from. I was okay. just like, you know, he could be from anywhere in the world, and you just pick Bradford. But now it makes sense because he was okay. from Bradford. So that's yeah, fine. Good. Good. Yeah. Walking on shaky ground there, Dan, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I can just imagine that this that there's a, a an, an interview like I I didn't realise it was this detailed, and no. then I really do. Can think, you imagine them all as well? I I and each other up as well, going, oh, he's probably he's probably yeah, go oh god, he looks yeah. better than me, smarter. What do you need yeah. on the CV? What's the CV look like? Yeah. I don't and know. How many how many roles are there? Surely they'll just take anyone on. Surely that's pretty unlimited. You're trying to build an army. Marketing. You'd think, you yeah. know what is it? What's he going for? Admin assistant. Is is there a company HR. structure? Yeah. If there is a company structure, if there's if we've learned anything in the manual in the handbook, you need to write. Don't masturbate at work. So no, ISIS, no work. if you are listening, and that's not in company company policy. Make sure it is, but make sure it is. Yeah. It's a very strange selection policy to to be made to bomb a sheep, uh, as as <laughs> as as the barrier of entry to do something that I assume isn't in the job spec. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't. Is that well, his role within ISIS? Because surely in ISIS, it's supposed to be a soldier. It just doesn't seem mm. like a very fitting trial. It's like going for a job. I don't know. As a yeah, let's just say you're an admin assistant, and they're going. Well, do you mind juggling for us in the interview? Well, it's not really part of the role, is it? Uh, you know, shagging sheep. It's not. You know, they're not in Wales. <laughs> you know. Well, unless you know. it is part of the job, you don't know. Now we, we've not interviewed for an ISIS job, so I wouldn't know no. what they do. Anyway, to be honest, so so it's it's Bradford lads' sick Iraqi initiation. Sick, I assume, in the old-fashioned sense of the term, as in like, <laughs> like yeah. not not nice, disgusting. Yeah. yeah, like the the real sense of the term, and not you know, sick blood or yeah, rubber. Good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So a would-be jihadist gutted. Oh. Did not make it. Didn't make it. Oh, Doesn't look like it, it, does it? A would-be no. jihadist has quit ISIS in disgust. After <laughs> uh, discussed what? Because they're killing killing people unnecessarily and they're terrorists. No. no. Oh, 
Oh, not not because of that. No, it's a job oh. interview. Yeah. Okay. Right. He's yeah. he's disgusted. He's going to take him to a tribunal. I reckon. Mm. Um, a would-be jihadist has quit ISIS in disgust after terror bosses ordered him to bomb a sheep <laughs> to prove his devotion to the homicidal group. You know. <laughs> you know. Oh I, I can't. God. I. I can't help but think that they've just got a little bit drunk with power. So are you? Maybe, are you? Are you? So are you really committed to ISIS? Yeah, really, like properly committed. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to kill some Americans. I, I. I can't wait. I just want to do it. I'll do anything you want. Anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll do. I'll do anything. I'll do anything you want to get in. Right. <laughs> and he's thinking he's got to kill someone. He's thinking he's got to do yeah. something. You know, whatever. The sheep over there. Yeah. Oh, what? I, you want me to kill it? I want me to kill it. Yeah. Go, right. You know, just let his throat. Yeah. No, go, yeah. go and bum it. Bum it. No. Yeah. Bum it. Ah what? Ahmed, bring bring out the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> what? you got bum it. What? What up, what knife up the butt? What kill it that way? No, 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 no. You gotta put your put your knob up there, mate. Yeah. The... What what is it achieving? I can't help but just think that this is just a this is just one seedy boys club. One big boys club. <laughs> seedy little men. But imagine oh. us. Imagine us if we bring a coach on. In fact, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Iqbal Wazir, hopefully I pronounced his name right, um, 21, travelled via Turkey from his home in Bradford, West Yorkshire, to Iraq uh, mm. and, and soon made contact with the Islamic State butchers. He said, it was all welcome to jihad, brother, at first, isn't it? <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, of course, that is a direct quote. At least they've directly quoted that one, because that's not the journalist made that up. I think that's actually a quote. I, it, that sounds like somebody <laughs> from Bradford, to be honest, who would join ISIS. But it uh, was. I like how he's like. You can tell. You can tell that this, like the disgusted voice, as in like, do you know when somebody's lulled you into a false sense of security? It's like, oh, it's all well and good at the very beginning, <laughs> like, yeah. until. And it's like, it was all welcome to Jihad, brother, at first, didn't it? I asked where the guns and bombs and shit was. <laughs> and then and they said I'd have to prove my devotion to the cause, innit? it? That's when, <laughs> in it, yeah. That, that's when they brought the sheep out. <laughs> they told me I'd have to bum it before I got so much as an air rifle. <laughs> that's step one that's just the air rifle imagine what you need to do to get a bazooka to get the bazooka mate, oh, there's, mate there's levels to this there's levels you see you see that cow that, yeah there suck, you go. suck it off yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because sucking something off is definitely worse having sex with it just, uh, just well yeah I just think FYI so. yeah so, that's yeah. what my missus says <laughs> so yeah they, they told me I'd have to bum it before I got so much as an air rifle then he's put it was minging innit it. <laughs> well I yeah. mean yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. and so really? like and so he's looking for like a bit of support from the reporter yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah and it, so you can't, can't believe it can you like to the reporter well you were joining a terrorist group you know I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna be on your side on this one mate but you know and then oh god the next line He's put he's put me right off ISIS and jihad. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's the thing. Oh god, yeah, he's, that... he's a really committed terrorist, isn't he? This one, really committed. <laughs> Not he's anymore. one of the good ones. Yeah, can we bother with that? Actually, yeah. I just go back, go back home, go back home. It's, it's really dark, you know. He's really put me off ISIS <laughs> and jihad. 
<laughs> no, I didn't think it was going to be. It's all I welcome to jihad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine that. That's the thing that's put you off it. Not like the mass, you know, homicide. Yeah. No, the destruction, no, no. you know, whatever, you know, killing needless, pe- you know, women, children. No, yeah. it's it's the initiative. It's a job interview. It's too hard. Um, yeah. I don't mind all the massacring innocent people and throwing. <laughs> oh, of course he didn't. Oh, right. This is a direct quote. So <laughs> this is not me that's saying this. I don't mind all the massacring of innocent people and throwing bum boys off tower blocks, but sheep bumming. <laughs> But sheep bombing, it's mad, isn't yeah. it? Cross like, the line, yeah. No, that's mad. Is mad. That is the mad bit out of all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the throwing quote unquote bum boys derogatory um, off tower blocks. That's fine. And then it's just the way he's looking for like, like af- affirmation, like it was it like confirmation or whatever from the from the reporter. Oh. It, it sheep bombing. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Like as so though he's going to go, yeah. Like the reporter. <laughs> Oh really? Oh yeah. Can't no, I, no, it. no, I agree with you. Yeah, throwing off, you know, homosexuals, throwing homosexuals off towers is fine. You know, mass homosexual. Yeah, fine. Sheep vomit. No. Surely, surely as well. Hang on. Like, if if you know, in ISIS, whatever, they're trying to obviously, they just like the guy mentioned there about you know throwing bum boys off tower blocks and shit like that, right? Surely, bombing a sheep is worse. So the. How many of the, the, the ISIS army are actually, like, not only homos... Like, it's not homosexual, is it? But it's, like, it's worse shagging an animal, surely, in that, like, religious sense. I, I'm not religious in any shape or form, but, like, there's a lot I, of... I know, I know what you're saying. How, how is it deemed acceptable yeah. in, the, in the eyes of, you know, their, their religious beliefs to have sex with an animal and yeah. not a guy? And another human, yeah. Like... I, it's I can't a weird, help but feel. It's I a weird hierarchy. Feel, yeah, I can't help but feel that their, you know, their, their ideals are a little bit off. Do you know that the way they do things might be a little oh, bit weird? Boys, oh, that's gay. No sheep. <laughs> yes, please. Sheep. Go oh. on then. Yeah, four yeah. at a time. Oh, sometimes. Why then. not? Yeah. Fucking like, weird. Anyway, so despite the uh, sick initiation, Iqbal got away from ISIS and the sheep. He's now back. <laughs> he's now back at home. In Bradford, brilliant. Welcome home. Welcome home, son. He's now back at home and says he'll stick to waging jihad via Twitter and shit in it. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Just stick to Twitter, mate. It's safer in it. No sheep on there. Unbelievable, that. Here's the... Here's a picture of him. Oh, there he is, look. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Made to bum a sheep. Yeah, there's a picture with the caption, you must be joking. E-W-E. Of course. E, yeah. Pun. Always get a pun, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. That is, oh, my God. That is, I, I can't believe, I can't believe ISIS are that backwards. That's just, that's one step too far, in my opinion. It is, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, yeah. it's a bit much. Yeah. Imagine, uh, games, Of all imagine, the things that ISIS do, that's not anywhere close to the worst of it, let's be I'm, honest. Um, uh, I just can't imagine the scenario. Like, where's this interview taking place? Like, and I can't yeah. believe that they're asking, that, that they're asking people to interview for them. That, it's a tough selection policy, that. You would think, uh, how many people are they getting applying? Like, what's the application like? Do yeah. you know what I mean? So, that they're guys, having we're to getting na- too many. They're having too to, many applicants. Yeah, for an army, for a mass army to try to fucking carry out whatever work or whatever, right? That they're being picky. What, they, they're flooded with applications that they've got to have a selection process. 
And I that's thought, the selection process. <laughs> yeah. Which is a tough one. Like, let's be honest. It's, yeah. a, it's not just a fucking IQ test or a fucking multiple choice. That's a tough one. They're being very picky with who they're letting in. They are. Isn't it? Very, very out. picky. For a terrorist group, yeah, that's quite picky, I'd say. How many people are they turning away? How many people are not doing it? Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. I can't help but thinking, like, they're cutting off to spite the face there. Possibly. Like, oh, there if... you go. But, yeah, anyway. I, I, just, I, I didn't think it would even be something that I even thought about, to be honest. But there we go. Today's turned out differently than what I thought. There's not going to be a day that goes by without thinking about it, though, now, I think. <laughs> yeah. no. So there is that. There we go. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that, what, so what was what was a, hopefully a very serious podcast at the start it turned into a, a very um, comedic one at the end there. So there we go. Um, I, I must just make a disclaimer. We are not in any way making fun of terrorist activities. It's just a funny story. Calm down, Karen. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, terrorism is bad. Bad, so, obviously. Always, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's there's a podcast. There it is. There's it. There's it wrapped up. Any, so uh, is the next one, is the next podcast you back in Dubai? Uh, so I, ooh, yeah, it's going to have to be. On that note, we're going to have to change the um, the day of recording. So we'll have to talk about that in the group because I'm flying back next Monday. Tuesday is then, perfect. Yeah, there you go. Easy as that. There we go. So hope you enjoyed that, guys. You're, you're listening to this on a Thursday, so it doesn't make a difference to you. Yeah, there you go. There's a little so, insight yeah. into when we, when we record them. Mondays, usually. Mondays. Eleven, normally, yeah. 11 UK time. Yeah, so don't text us around that time. If you're, if you're expecting a response, you're not going to get one because we're too busy talking about important shit like this. So I'm there you go. Nice sheep bombing. The real question is, Mike, how many monsters are you going to smuggle back into Dubai? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a fair few back. This is my second one today already, back to back. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some monsters back. Uh, I think I'm going to take some flavoured gin back because we can't really get flavoured gin um i think i think that that's about it uh amna's getting some pants and some socks from primark because by all accounts women's pants is expensive so she said a pack of three women's pants is about 20 quid in um in dubai wow so she's stocking up not not so bad for for guys i don't know why you should Um, you should probably stop wearing them then mate that's probably what's that's it, yeah. Issue, yeah. It's costing us an arm and a leg. We've been very surprised, actually. Like, we thought, you know, like, when you're out there and you kind of convince yourself, oh, it's not that expensive. We've come mm. back and we've gone for a few meals out with family and stuff, and it's like, mm, wow, it is that expensive out there. Because you're like, fucking hell, is that it? Like, for the bill, it's really reasonable. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of opened our eyes a little bit more. Although fuel, what the fuck is going on with the fuel? Oh no, mate! Tell me about it, eh? HGV drivers—that's the problem. It, well, like half one, the problem was it like one forty? Like one forty yeah. for fuel? It cost it cost me like sixty-five quid to fill up the hire car. It for a full tank, full tank in um, in Dubai, fifteen quid. That's not. That's a big difference. So you, you think of the money that you, you think the money that you save there offsets like how cheap the other stuff is in England, I guess. But mm. Mm. also as well, just um, a random one. I've been trialing in a new pre-workout, but it's a 
It's called Sneak. So like for those that don't know, I don't really like pre-workouts. I hate beta-alanine. I don't like the tingles. It also doesn't really do much for you or anything like that. Uh, and Sneak is actually like a gaming, it's like a gaming focus pre-workout focus. And it's actually more about focus and things like that. So it's got a bit more stuff in it for that. And the caffeine in it's quite low. It's only got 150 milligrams per serving. So you can have like a coffee before you, um, before you treat you, before you go and one of these. And I have to say, I quite like it and the taste is very, very good. And it doesn't give you that disgusting, tingly feeling from beta alanine. And um, I don't like a lot of pre-workouts, but it's working out very nicely. So I got the trial packs. So I might have to buy a couple of tubs before I come over because I don't think they sell it in Dubai. I'm going to have to get a couple of tubs of it. Yeah, but get yeah, a couple of tubs. You know, it's quite nice. Sneak is called. It's like for in-game, it's for like gamers yeah. and stuff. But um, I really like it. And it's actually really nice. Gives you that, you know, they always they always did marketing, don't they? Smooth, clean focus. It's yeah. just, it's not, is it? It's just, it just, it works quite well. It's quite yeah. nice. Just letting you know. Thought I'd pass that information on. Sneak. Very good. Sounds, mm. like do- sounds like the dogs have been on it though, to be honest, mate, in the background there. I know, mate. Someone just come in. I don't know who that was. Paul, Paul will edit and post. It's fine. He'll, he'll edit them out. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's fine. Sounds. I'm sure you can do that. It's easy, probably. There easy. Anyway, end the podcast. See you next week. Bye.